the Experience Darden Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. So on this episode of the podcast, I'd like to feature a conversation I recently recorded with Annie McKenna. Annie is a second-year student here in our class of 2019, and she and I recently sat down to talk a little bit more about how she decided to pursue an MBA, what led her to Darden, how her experience has been so far, and what her plans are after graduation. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Annie McKenna. Annie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. All right. So for our listeners at home, tell us just a little bit more about you. Yeah. So um, as you said, I'm a second year at Darden, uh, born and raised in Philadelphia. I uh, am the youngest of four. Family was, was and is always very important. Um, and before school, I taught seventh and eighth grade math at a bilingual charter school for two years in Philadelphia. And then made the very logical transition to uh, private wealth in New York City for about two and a half years. So, as you look back, I mean, so when you were a, when you were a teacher, let's let's go back to when you were doing uh, when you were teaching class. How did you decide to move to private wealth? What was that? What was that decision process like? Yeah, so uh, it was actually really hard. I I think teaching is an amazing experience right out of undergrad. Um, and I, I think for two reasons. You're given a bunch of responsibility right off the bat at a young age with a lot of autonomy. And I actually was just – I just participated in the January term cl- class on leadership. And one of the things that all of the leaders who came and spoke to our class talked about is empowering their employees and giving them ownership and right, hearing that, I reflected on as a teacher, you have all this ownership, which as a 22, 23-year-old can be very scary at times, but it really allows you to be creative and to navigate how you want to set up your classroom, what, how you find success, a lot of failure as well with that. Um, but I think you grow and learn a lot. But I felt like after two years, in terms of career progression, you move out of the classroom, which didn't interest me. Um, and so I wanted to explore something different. Math had always been something that interests me, and I had two siblings that were in finance. And so the transition to private wealth was to move into the financial industry, and I liked the private wealth aspect because I liked the relationship aspect and the customer service aspect of it as well. And so I felt like that role would would combine both. Have you always been a people person? I think so, yes. Um, I actually was having a argument or conversation with a friend. I was saying that I can be a little introverted. I like some of my time, which anyone at Darden would laugh if they heard me say that because typically I'm talking around people mm-hmm. conversing. So um, you're working in private wealth. You've been doing it for a couple of years and you start thinking about an MBA or did it start well before that? How long, how long did you think about an MBA before you decided to move forward with an application? Yeah. So um, I'd say I potentially have a little bit of an interesting story with that in that uh, I hadn't really thought about an MBA. And part of the reason was right after undergrad, I got my master's in education. And so I'd already had kind of one master's degree under my belt. Um, but the winter of my second year in private wealth, I started to get a little antsy. I felt like I was plateauing a little bit in the career. And again, the career progression was to become a financial advisor, which didn't really interest me. And so to be honest, I thought, should I do the CFA or should I do the GMAT and pursue business school? And that decision process came down to, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And so the CFA is limiting in that, you know, if you want to stay in the financial industry, it can be very beneficial. But if you want to move out, 
it can be less beneficial. And then coupled with that, as I was thinking about the MBA process, I just reached out to friends and family who had gotten an MBA. Um, and my college roommate's dad is a very big mentor of mine. And he got his MBA. And he said, no matter what you want to do, it'll be a value add. So it sounds like you had some conversations and it led you to this path of pursuing an MBA. How did you end up here? Part of it, again, was connecting with people, was meeting other people that had gone to Darden and um, the sentiment from them. But I would actually back up. I would say as I began my MBA search, you know, I wanted a top school. I wanted a, an academically rigorous and challenging school and Darden fits that mold. But coupled with that, I wanted a really strong community and culture. Um, and some of that was shaped. I did my undergrad at Harvard and sorry to bash Harvard, but <laughs> it was had that academic rigor. But in my experience, lacked that collaborative community culture. And I really didn't enjoy that. Um, and so that was something really important to me in the MBA process. And I know everyone says that their culture at every MBA school is amazing. Um, but I actually connected with an alum who was like a friend of a friend of a friend, like six connections down the line who spent 45 minutes on the phone with me talking about his experience, asking me about not just Darden, but my overall MBA experience. Where am I thinking? How am I thinking about it? And so to have practically a stranger commit that much time was really telling for me throughout the process. Talk about going from teaching private wealth to then starting in business school. What, what was that first year like? What was the adjustment process like? Yeah. Um, so I did Darden Before Darden, which is a program for listeners who don't know. Uh, it's like a two-week kind of boot camp, essentially. Um, and one of the things I appreciate about it is part of it is for people like me who don't have the finance, accounting, econ type background. But much more than that, it's about adjusting you to Darden as a whole, socially, just the schedule and cadence of the day. Um, and so for me coming in, that was huge to have that kind of dip your toe in the water. Um, but what, I, what I'll say about that as well in terms of the transition, you know, a lot of times people would call me, oh, you have like an untraditional background coming into the MBA, which it's just not true because everyone in this class has these varied backgrounds. And so it's not true in the sense that I don't know what the traditional MBA background. And I think Darden is very intentional and does a really good job about getting a diversity of people and backgrounds and thought to come to school. Um, so Darden before Darden definitely helped in terms of transitioning. I won't lie. The first year is tough. Um, you are in three classes a day. Um, the professors are incredible, but they push you. Um, and so I think the way, though, that I kind of explain the academics here is there is an expectation. We're, we're all case-based. And so you go to every class. You know, I know at some other business schools, attendance is loose. Here, everyone's there. And so what it creates is this everyone wants to put their best foot forward. Because it's kind of like, I'm going to be here. I signed up to do this. I'm committed to the academics. And so while it definitely is very hard, um, and I had moments where I doubted if I was going to pass a course or make it through, 
you're surrounded by this group of 65 people that are there to push themselves and you as well. Um, and so, you know, as an example of that transition, like I said, I had never before coming to Darden taking a finance, econ, or accounting course. So econ was one of the classes I particularly struggled with. And uh, we, have a, we had a student in our class in Section E who was an econ professor before coming to Darden. And so I reached out. He's from Israeli Thai. And I was like, hey, Thai, do you mind? Can we sit 15 minutes? I can bounce off some questions. It's like, no problem at all. Gave an hour, three times throughout the quarter. Said, anybody from section, come on in. We sat in the classroom and just bounced questions. And he would, if, if you said you didn't get it, he'd explain it again. And that, I think, is what makes the transition so much easier is the people and their willingness. And again, he doesn't get extra credit. Uh, you know, he there's no kind of even pat on the back. And he still was happy to be there. Yeah, and uh, it's worth noting that even the econ professors don't get to place out of econ, <laughs> econ here. Uh, everybody takes the core. Um, that is that is amazing that you had somebody with that level of expertise in your in your class, and I, I think that's where it comes down to culture, right? You know, as we think about candidates who would be a good fit here, um, we had an event up in D.C. in December. Mark Lipson was there and talking a little bit, a finance professor here on our faculty, and was talking about the kinds of students that are successful at Darden. And he was completely unequivocal about, like, Darden is all about collaboration. And if you're not a collaborative person, this is probably not going to be a great great fit for you. Like, if you just want to go off and be by yourself, that this is uh, not that kind of program. Yeah, I think absolutely. And it it is reinforced in everything that we do. Oh. Um, so, you know, you have learning teams where it's six people, one from each section and then doubles up somewhere. And every evening you get together and you go through the cases. And again, Darden's very intentional about creating those groups that you have different people with different strengths. Um, but I think another thing that reinforces that culture is the student ledness, even though it's not a word. <laughs> We're very, um, student centered here. Um, to a scary point almost in that this this year, in my second year, I was tasked with some other students in running orientation for the first years coming in. So um, the president of our class had reached out, asked if I was interested. I was like, great, of course. So I'm waiting for like, oh, the faculty will reach out, you know, give us the guidelines or we'll hear from OSA, which is the Office of Student Affairs. They'll have kind of a template or things that, you know, we have to do and we'll help here and there. No, it was blank slate, run with it, here's your budget, whatever you think makes sense. And so that culture, I think it forces you to kind of step up to the plate, be a leader, take responsibility, but it also allows you to really shape Darden. So the, the team of us, and it was not just me, it was four or five students, we wanted to create an event that was super inclusive. So we wanted to make sure that right away when these first years came in, they experienced the in, the inclusivity that's at Darden. Um, and we were tasked with doing it without any kind of oversight. <laughs> that, like I said, at some points I was a little nervous that I had so much responsibility. Um, but again, that is reinforced in everything that you do at Darden. Yeah, that's amazing. As, a, as someone who used to run an orientation, that is, I, I know that's dawning. And um, 
uh, amazing uh, for y'all to like take that on. Uh, y'all are busy students, yeah. and uh, orientation is no no small undertaking. So, um, how does your second year compare to your first year? Another great question. Um, so, uh, I'd say there are a lot of differences, and but both are equally for me. Both have been equally incredible. So, first year is very structured. Uh, so you mentioned how everyone takes the core. So for the first three quarters of your first year, you are in the same classes as all the other first years. You're in your section every single day. The schedule is 8 to 110. You have learning team. There's there's a very structured cadence and rhythm, um, which is great as you're transitioning to all this newness to have that structure, I think is wonderful. Um, second year you have a lot more freedom. And so some of that freedom comes from just the schedule being different and in some ways, in some ways less rigorous and other ways not. Um, but I think the way someone explained, an alum explained it to me is they said, you can make yourself as busy or as not busy as you want. And so I, um, in my second year, I'm the VP of careers for the finance club. Um, I'm doing SAC, which is the Student Admissions Committee. Uh, I'm part of Darden Capital Management, which is the student-led investment group that's responsible for investing. I think it's up to $18 million now. Um, so I've opted in to a lot of the Darden activities. Um, my dad actually has a, has a friend whose son finished from Darden and played a lot of golf in his second year. So you can choose in your second year how you want to spend that time. Um, but what second year has opened up for me is the ability to have some more of that unstructured time to really get to know my classmates. So one of the things I started at the end of first year, but I've done with more frequency in second year is a dinner club. And so I invite four students in my class and I ask them to bring a friend. And they don't have to tell me. So sometimes they don't tell me and I open my door and there's a new person that comes in. Uh, and we do a potluck dinner. And so that's something that second year, the timing and again, the flexibility of the schedule has allowed for that at first year, it might have been more difficult. Um, and again, I think that that openness relates back to the culture at Darden. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you've obviously chosen the busy yes. path here in the second year. Um so talk a little bit about your role with the finance club. Um, so what does it mean to be VP of careers? Mm -hmm. um, so the finance club is tasked with helping first-year students um, and second-year students uh, secure internships for the summer. It's one of the more career-oriented clubs. Uh, and so we work with the career center, the career development center. We work with first and second years. And we work with the employers who come on grounds. And so as VP of careers, I'm co-VP. So there's another, uh, Gordon Stewart is my other VP for finance board. We are responsible for creating a lot of the content that helps with the recruiting process. Uh, most of the students in finance club are recruiting for investment banking. So a lot of our content and educational um, sessions that we put on is towards the investment banking recruiting path. Um, but like I said, it, it also is a lot about managing the relationships with the banks, staying in good communication and contact with the Career Development Center as well, and helping to advise uh, first-year students. Uh, so 
one of the things in the fall that was keeping me busy was a lot of coffee chats with first years about my experience. So I was doing investment banking at Goldman Sachs this summer. So about my experience this summer and then advice I had for the uh, recruiting process. Yeah. So um, I'm fascinated by those conversations because, I mean, I imagine you have some people that know a lot about it and are really asking pretty detailed questions. Other people that might just want to know, like, how did you even go about finding this job? My experience is I came into Darden saying, I don't want to do investment banking. I don't want to do it. And um, a second year, actually, the president of the finance club last year reached out and said, hey, you know, he'd seen me at a couple finance club. Like, I'd love to just talk to you, see where your head's at. And I sat down with him. I said, I truthfully don't know that much about investment banking. I know that they're really long hours and I'm pretty sure I don't want to do it, that, I, that I'm not interested. And we just talked for 45 minutes. He listened to what I was interested in. He talked about his experience. He talked about why he thought it potentially could be a good fit and I should investigate it more. So I was someone that came in with limited knowledge of the field. Um, and the second years last year are really there to support you along the way. And then you're exactly right. We have people that email us over the summer that are coming to Darden and say, I know I want to do investment banking. Is there anything I can do to get started now? And so it runs the whole spectrum. And that's where there's finance club, there's consulting club, there's general management club, there's a marketing club. And those clubs really can help provide a lot of resources for you to navigate that process at the beginning about investigating different potential fields and then ultimately find success in the recruiting. And you uh, also did Week on Wall Street as a first year, right? Yeah. So uh, I mentioned this because it's, uh, believe it or not, the 20th anniversary of Week on Wall Street this past this past year, the, the students who went up there. So um, I'm sure some folks who are interested in working in finance in New York might be uh, curious about, about that. So what's Week on Wall Street? So Week on Wall Street is a week in November or October uh, where – the Darden students who are in, who are recruiting for investment banking travel up to New York City. And the banks open up and put on receptions and different networking circles and briefings to, in some ways, it's kind of this dance of you're selling yourself to the bank and, you know, why you should, would be a good fit there. And the bank is selling their platform as well. Um, and so they share about the experience, about their different strengths. Uh, you get to know Darn alum who work in the banks. Um, so it's incredible access that you have that's facilitated with the finance club, the CDC, and the banks. It's exhausting. <laughs> it is a, a long week, a lot of meetings, a lot of thank you notes. Um, and the year that I went, we had some students who were international students who had never been to New York City. And so to have – it was um, interesting, I'm sure even more difficult for them, your first time in New York City, which can be a daunting, overwhelming city, even for someone who's lived there, um, to navigate this week. But again, the finance club helps set up – all of the banks have a schedule and it's all set up for you and you move from bank to bank and really, like I said, provides – incredible access for you to really get to know the opportunities, the bank and the alumni. Was it helpful to you as you worked through that progression? Yes, it absolutely was. It's, I think so separate from Week on Wall Street, the banks typically send representatives, Darden alum, down here throughout the fall several mm -hmm. times. 
and that's great as well. You get you really get to know them. They do a briefing again where they share about the bank and the the opportunities, and then typically there's a networking reception where you get to have kind of more informal conversations, and those are great. You you get to know the bank, but then getting to actually go up to their turf, um, see the physical location, meet uh, some non darn alum, you know, to meet other representatives at the bank, it. It is interesting. I remember last year, second year, saying after I went kind of through the first briefings, I was like, a lot of these banks seem the same. You know, they all come in and say very similar things. Week on Wall Street allowed you to really differentiate much more because, again, you got that access. Yeah. So um, you got just a few months left here in Charlottesville, which is kind of hard to believe. It seems to fly by. Um, What are you looking forward to accomplishing here between now and graduation? Hmm. Yeah, I can't think about how short amount of time uh, we have left. So I think there's so much that I want to do because I, I think one of the things that I didn't anticipate in pursuing an MBA was – and I think especially because I knew I was going to get a lot out of the academic portion. Again, not having taken a finance, accounting, econ, ops, marketing. So one of the things – I'm looking forward to, and I hope my professors now aren't listening to this, is the interactions with students outside of the classroom. So, you know, before doing this podcast, I sat down to lunch with Claire Shen, who's from China. We went to Uganda last year on the Darden Worldwide course and just got to know her better, hear about her break. Um, Again, these dinner clubs really allow this opportunity to get to know my classmates and to form a deeper connection. And so those are the things I'm looking forward to in the next four months is those opportunities to learn from and connect with my classmates. Well, there's always that little bit of like, we won't be in this place together like this again, right? So you do have to take advantage of this opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, one of the things I'm hoping to start, I've been talking about it and need to get it off the ground, is an article club. So get it like a book club, except for someone like me who is not the quickest reader. Instead of a book, do an article and just get a group of my classmates together to discuss, debate. Um, I will say that's something about business school. Uh, and I, I was talking to another classmate about this. Uh, we like to kind of sit and talk about ourselves and each other and feedback and how you think about the world and deal with different issues, kind of have deeper conversations. Uh, and I was talking to a classmate who said over break, her family was kind of taken aback by that, you know, because you're used to at the Christmas dinner table or at Thanksgiving, how's it going? Oh, it's good, you know, kind of high level Whereas a lot of MBA students, it's like, so what do you think your biggest strength is? And what's one of your weaknesses? And you end up having these kind of in-depth conversations, which um, she was just saying that her family was like, whoa. <laughs> Go in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, well, um, you know, obviously we've got some prospective students that listen to this uh, podcast. And uh, any advice that you would share with them as they think about business school or, or Darden generally? Yeah, uh, so a couple things. Come to Darden. That's first and foremost. Um, so a, a good friend and classmate, Mary Julia Keller, was on the blog recently. And uh, one piece of advice she gave was to read books, which I'm not going to endorse. <laughs> you can, but I would say travel. Um, I would say take time before school 
to go explore and travel. And I, I actually remember Dean Beardsley spoke um, during Darden Days, and a student asked, hey, you know, asked the dean, what can I do this summer to prepare before coming to Darden? And I'll never forget, he said, relax. Give your brain some shut-off time, travel, spend time with family, because he said, when you get here, we will push you, and we will challenge you. And so take time before to relax and enjoy, and I can't emphasize that enough. Yeah, I like – I'm an English major, so I, I thought MJ's <laughs> advice about reading and all these different kinds of books, I was like, yes, this. But uh, she also did say travel. As, okay, as, a, as a final point, she uh, took a bike trip uh, down the sort of Pacific coast of the United States uh, before she started. And uh, she said, if you can take that time, do it because you will be really busy, uh, which was also very clear in her blog as well. That's similar to you uh, with a lot of extracurricular commitments, a lot going on in her second year. So um, if you haven't checked out that blog post, highly recommend it. Uh, it's an interesting read. And you'll probably get a few uh, book suggestions out of it too. Mm-hmm. So, well, Annie, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much. And that was my conversation with Annie McKenna, a second-year student in our class of 2019. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we are all ears. We can be reached at Darden, at Virginia, at Until next time, thanks for listening.